Hello and welcome to the Possibilities Podcast. I'm Yaja and I'm here with Lisa Jameson and I have known Lisa now for well over two years. We met uh, on LinkedIn, in fact, and um, we've connected a number of times via Zoom. We've had conversations, some personal ones and professional ones. And one of the one of the areas that I've been particularly inspired by when it comes to Lisa is her interest in um, a great cause, and that is uh, child traffic, child trafficking. Um, this is something that has been coming to the forefront. Uh, globally in the past two years since the pandemic uh, for all kinds of reasons and hopefully we'll get a chance to um, explore some of those aspects during our conversation today. So Lisa is actually a mother. Um, She lives in Connecticut in the US and um, she's still married. She has grown up kids one child has autism is that correct yes yes and um and i'm very very interested to hear lisa if you could share in share a little bit about you and how is it and why is it that you became involved in child trafficking in in terms of um fighting it Right. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, It's very nice of you to have me. And um, actually, it has been in the forefront longer than a couple of years. It's just grown exponentially since COVID started. And I have, I found out about it about, oh gosh, I'm thinking about five years ago. And what my part in it is to um, create awareness um, to let people know that it is happening and it's happening all around the world. It's happening in our own backyards and uh, children are just being sexually exploited. And uh, a lot of the reason is a lot of criminals, you know, they go to prison for different things, but they found that, you know, like when selling drugs, once you sell it, it's gone. They can use the same person over and over and over and over and over again. And so it's more, uh, you know, it's just more um, uh, fruitful for them, should I say. Um, But in any event, um, I do that and I would, you know, um, give give tips on, you know, how to prevent your child from becoming a um, victim of sexual exploitation. And, you know, and it's not just... uh, you know, children, it's also adults too. There's, there's labor trafficking, there's sex trafficking, um, you know, and, and they traffic them just like they would weapons and drugs. Yeah. So Lisa, thank you for introducing that part of it. What, what is it that drew you more towards this particular cause than any other because there are lots of causes out there tons of causes I mean millions of causes but this is right. obviously something that has struck you particularly um what is it about it that um yeah well struck your emotional right. cords okay um well um a friend of mine who is a, a head of the woman's ministry at our church here um had started it she found out about it and so she started an organization called the undergroundconnecticut.org and she um you know it's they've been trying to combat and fight human trafficking they've had events and 
And I can't, I, I mean, I just, it just totally, I couldn't believe it. It's just the most horrific thing that can happen to a child. It, it just is. I just can't think of anything worse. And um, I know that I've been molested in the past. And, and I know I felt then, can't imagine being trafficked and or sexually abused. So and Lisa, what did you say? You've been what in the past? Molested. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And gotcha. By so there is that member. personal side of th- as well. Right. Gotcha. Yes. And by a family member. Yeah. And um, my sister was also brutally raped by mm. somebody who lived a couple of blocks away from us. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I figured this is something that I really have to do something about. I can't ignore it. No, that's great. Great, great yeah. to hear. And it's terrific that the, the world does have people like yourself who are interested in, not only interested, but are actively involved in doing something about it. Um, yeah. So I'm very curious to hear from you who, what, what kind of people get involved in something like this. I mean, I can't imagine having even a thought to want to have this thought, I'm going to go and I'm going to go steal a child so that that child can be used for sexual purposes or to be sold into slavery or for whatever other reason. I I just cannot fathom such mm-hmm. a thought and to be motivated by something like that, even to be blackmailed or whatever. What What is it that causes people to want to do something like that you know i i'm not really sure because you know even child abuse and family child sex uh, sexual abuse that's also considered trafficking yes and you know the person who does it can be anybody and it can be another teenager because kids do this in school it can be the nicest guy down the street. It can be somebody in your family. It can be anyone. And I mean, anyone. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I, I don't have their mindset, so I can't really say exactly, but it can happen. Uh, there's a lot of people out there in, in, in big positions that are out there trafficking people. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, just, I think it was just last year, there's a very, very famous pastor that everyone looked up to and he died and they found that after he died, they uncovered the fact that he was doing it too. And I have heard many, many women on Zooms that I've been on um, and, you know, classes of, um, you know, pastors actually, you know, doing this and they don't, they don't teach the Bible correctly and it, and it makes it easier for, um, you know, these people to take advantage of them. And there are some kids that are raped for the first time in a church. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm not saying anything gets church because I am a Christian yeah. and proud of it. And, um, but there are bad people within every religion. Yeah. Absolutely. In every religion. I don't care who you are, what color you are or whatever. It is yeah. everywhere, and this yeah. and this has been happening Australia in Australia. I suppose predominantly we have a Catholic kind of Christian background, and for many decades, even when I was a kid, um, we have had lots of priests who are involved in child. Same here, 
actual, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it, it, it's been happening for a very long time and it should yes. never be condoned. And um, it's still crazy to think that it's happening and it hasn't been stopped. So you were talking about how it goes a very long way up. Now, when you mean a long way up, is it just within churches or is it even politically uh, and perhaps people who are um, high up in their corporate affiliations, whatever it is? Absolutely. How far yep. up are you aware of that this has been going on? Well, I, I can't really quote, but I cannot put it past anyone. Yeah. You just can't. You just can't because there are so many people out there. This is so, so rampant. And I mean, rampant. I am not kidding. It is so everywhere. And it's just, uh, and the reason why it hasn't been stopped is because it's so rampant that it's, it's impossible really to stop it. All you can do is try to, you know, um, create awareness, let people know that this is happening and to stop turning a blind, blind eye and do something about it. You don't necessarily have to, you know, give money or anything like that, but, you know, getting more informed and telling people about it and, you know, and preventing your own kids, yeah. you know, from getting caught up in it. Yeah. And that's something that we, we're probably going to discuss. Yeah. So in, again, you, you were talking about it's, it's rampant. Um, mm-hmm. In, in the past two years, particularly during this pandemic, I've, um, I personally have become more and more aware that uh, however much I may have felt that the government is there to help and serve the people, I've discovered that this is less true than yeah. we imagine. Um, yep. That if they really want, were there to help us, that many of the problems that we've been having within our own communities, it doesn't matter which democratic country we've been a part of, um, these problems could have been resolved by now and or, or, in fact, not necessarily resolved, but at least we could see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the, the idea, like at the moment, there is, uh, and, and I think it's very similar in your country, here in Australia, we've got the jab being given to kids under the age of five and even yep. at birth. Um, oh, I don't know so if it's if, at birth. Yeah, very close to birth, even for, for, for us here. Um, now, in my opinion, that's also child abuse, but then that's my opinion. Um, I don't like it either. No, and 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 I, I think that, you know, abuse, sexual abuse, health abuse, whatever abuse, there are close links to, to, to both. They are both somehow intertwined. The fact that um, our politicians don't seem to care um, what's happening to infants, to young toddlers um, is beyond me. Whether yep. it's sexual, whether it's whether it's about giving them a jab that could potentially hurt them, and like with your child, your autistic child, where did that autism come from? Where did that stem from? 
there's a couple of different things. You know, some people think it's from vaccinations. I don't really know. There are some mothers that swear it is. Some other, other mothers will say no. And um, I just can't answer to that one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know it's it's we can speculate, and there are a lot of there are a lot of people who have done research in those areas. So it is something that we can actually uh, explore at a later time. Um, but it's just the idea that these uh, big corporations, big farmers, etc. Uh, again, there is that senseless uh, destruction through whatever means, so that their pockets are filled with cash. Um, and, and or that they derive some sort of pleasure out of harming people, um, whether it's children or adults. And in terms of child trafficking, there is that pleasure being derived that the children are simply a means to an end, that they're a commodity and that they, sh they should be treated in exactly the same way as any other merchandise so that um, people can profit from it or gain pleasure from it as the consumer. And um, it is just abhorrent to even consider such, such things. It is. It is. And um, you had mentioned earlier, too, that um, the children get stolen. That's not always the case. It's not okay. always the case. Okay. Um, most of them are... Um, they, they are, what's the word? They are, I'm sorry, I had, I had an operation just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So I'm, you know, still not okay. feeling that great. No, no, that's understandable. Right. So, so they, um, they're, they're luring them out. Yeah. They're luring them out from the internet. Yes. Just bear with okay. me for a moment, Lisa. Just bear with okay. me. Okay. Yeah. So they, yeah. And, and it's by gentle propaganda in a way. It's gentle coercion by convincing them of certain things, isn't it? Yep. They what they do is they find people who are vulnerable. You know, they they're making up all kinds of fake um, profiles. They are friending kids, and kids are just not thinking, and they're friending everybody they can because they want to be seen, they want to be heard. And so, what they will do is they'll look at the um, the other the child's, you know. Um, uh, profile and they will know exactly what their likes are what their dislikes are they'll know if they're having problems with their parents I mean they'll know all of this stuff yeah and kids always put everything up there which is really not a good thing and they don't use the privacy settings yes and there are so many sites out there like Facebook um Instagram uh and I can't name them all because there's so many um they all have chat rooms and they all are using these chat rooms to lure yeah. and teenagers into the trafficking they they are good at the you know, psychological um manipulation yes yes so what they will do is they will just uh you know say anything that it takes yeah to get that child to believe that they are the only person that they can trust in this whole world and sooner or later, they will say, hey, you know, let's meet and everything. And I'll, you know, and I can take care of you or whatever. And that, that child, and they meet that person. Yeah. That's it. Boom. They'll promise them all kinds of things. Yeah. So this, in a sense, they become the, um, the, the parent or the big person, the adult in the life of a child that 
seems to fill something that's been missing in their lives. So that um, they may not be feeling like their parents, their real parents or carers are caring for them, whereas this stranger comes into their life and somehow manages to give them a sense of security, uh, a sense of um, comfort. Yep. Um, and the very things that, again, they understand the psychology by the sounds of it, of what it is that a child needs. The basic yep. needs, yeah, gotcha. They do, they do, and uh, they'll, they, you know, and once they get them too, they promise heaven, and they will follow you all the way to hell. Yeah, exactly. And the pie you know, pie sometimes, pie. yeah, sometimes they'll get, they'll buy nice, expensive gifts and everything. And some of these children still live at home. Yeah, and you know, and 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 everything's fine. And the next thing you know, it's like you do this, they'll work it slowly. If if you don't do this, I will get your little sister. Yeah. or I'll kill your parents or, yes. or whatever. And they make them uh, think the cops yeah. are yeah. the bad people. And yeah. for, ye- for, for many years, and even up until just fairly recently, and still sometimes, the police will arrest children and put them in jail for prostitution. Yeah, and it's, know, it's not prostitutes. There is no such mm. thing as a no. child prostitute. No such thing no child says to themselves i want to be a prostitute today exactly so you know um they i can appreciate your frustration there and um every right to feel that way it's just you know it sounds to me just listening to it and because i've done a lot of coaching and studied psychology myself that if the child were to have received all the need, have their needs filled by their parents or carers, then this most likely would never happen or Chances is less likely, less. less likely less. to have happened. So how I'm, I'm curious to know what sort of, apart from the practical like um, switching off, you know, checking the security le- um, uh, settings, etc. What are there organisations out there who are actually training parents on how to meet the needs of the children so that this does or is less likely to happen? Because I think... I hope there are. <laughs> but yeah, there's, right. there's so, organisations out there that... Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could say there are. I mean, not every parent knows about them. They don't yeah. think about it. I mean, they just don't think about these things. Yeah. And, you know, their kids are on social media. Yeah. And they, some people, they, they just don't um, control what their kids yeah. can and cannot yeah. see on social media because yeah. it's not in the front of their mind. And if, they, if it is in the front of their mind, they will make sure that those kids are only using those phones a certain amount of times. They, they will look for signs and things that kids say, because sometimes parents are busy. They're, they might be a single parent. They might be, you know, running between two jobs. Yeah. There's everybody's busy in this life. Yeah. And when you've got kids, you could be half listening yeah. to what they're saying and not catching everything that they're saying, or there might be subtle changes in their behavior that you might not notice right off the bat. And if you don't notice these things, the further and further that kid's going to sink right into hell, you know? 
So it, it sounds to me that it's almost that the end that you're the 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 that by the time people find out that their child has been sucked into this world, it's kind of too late in a way, because it's that's where it's really the, the child has been manipulated to such an extent that this new friend of theirs has turned yep. them against their parent. Um, well, there is, there's also cases too where the child had really two really good parents and she was sneaking out. She was, she was ha- having to sneak out at night and being brought to different houses and brought back and going to the house, going to school, everything seemed normal. Parents didn't know. And then when they found that they were just absolutely flabbergasted, they just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because every child, even when you have, you know, good parents, they, they want to be part of the crowd. Yes, of course. And kids can be very mean. Mm. And, you know, there are kids that, that get bullied and, you know, and there's also cyberbullying mm. and there, it's just, it's, it's such a hard thing to fight. Yes. It's really, really hard to fight. Yeah. It, you know, there's, there's no kid that is not vulnerable. Mm. There just isn't. Yeah. And because they, even if they come from really good homes and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, the parents might not tell them about certain things. Doesn't mean they're not good parents. Yeah. But might not know about some of these evils in the world. And so they're going to be slowly uh, brought into that on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And they're friends. That there's their friends, you know, it's that yes. it's coming in from every direction. Yeah. So what are the what are some of the what are some of the most important things for parents um, to consider? Um, yeah. Okay. To prepare to to protect their children in some way on that practical level, especially with the me with um, the technology that we have available to mm-hmm. us and the social media, especially. Well, I, I really think that um, kids should not be getting onto all these different chat sites. I think that parents should be honest with their kids and sit down and have that conversation with them about some of the evil things that are on there. And I'm talking about even at the ages of seven, eight, nine years old. Mm. Um, I know that my grandkids, they wear shorts under their skirts. When they wear a skirt, they wear a t-shirt under their dresses, even if they they're, you know, like, mm. and, um, you know, that's, that helps. And yeah. not only that, but, uh, they, there's ways to talk to your children about this, even with family members or friends, you still have to say, you know, when they're alone with anybody or even brother or sister or whatever, how did today go? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes you might get kind of a, they, a nothing mm. and, you might want to dig into it a little bit more. Okay, what yeah. did you do? Yeah. You know, or what kind of things did you do? You know, stuff like that. You know, try to you know work a way around it. Notice if your kid is um, acting a little different than normal. Yeah, you know, because I know sometimes when my kids were little, I didn't notice certain things. You know, yeah. how they felt all the time. Yeah, and you know, it's good to know who your your kids' friends are. 
mm. um, and, and get to know who their parents are, maybe talk to those parents, um, instill self-confidence in your children. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, one piece of advice that I've give, given that I've heard of before that I think is really good and it, it, it might seem like nothing, but it's not. If a man or a stranger ever comes up to your kid mm-hmm. and they say, oh, I love that dress or I or you've got beautiful eyes or I love your hair. They must look up into their eyes and say, thank you, because if they look down. Oh, thank you. You know, or don't say anything that is going to be their target. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's good. And I think another thing that, um, that I've found that is really important, and this is probably from um, personal experience when I was a kid, um, how parents have made the mistake and still make the mistake of saying, um, uh, now go and shake hands with so-and-so or yeah, give yeah. so-and-so a hug or yes, go and <coughs> give them a kiss or whatever. Yep. And that the child should never be compelled, never be made to go hug anyone, even if they're a relative. Or grandparent um, or whatever. Or yes, because some absolutely. grandparents are doing it. Grandparents yes. are doing it. Brothers, sisters, parents yes. themselves, best friends, aunts, yes. uncles, clergy, you name it. Yeah. And then the, the child will feel again that they must do it to please the adult concerned. Yep. And that is the wor- one of the worst things. And I remember, you know, kissing some adult friends of my parents and it was yucky. Thankfully, there was nothing to it. Um, it was in those days, perhaps it was before any of this happened, but um, I remember it was yucky and I never felt comfortable about being with these yeah. people. Um, and, and children should never, f- never be put in a position where they feel that way. Um, yep. thankfully again for me it was my own personal yucky experience and that was that um, it never mm-hmm. went anywhere else but not everyone has that good fortune um, right. never yep. no, no child push them right into the traffickers hands yeah absolutely absolutely um, yeah and parents in their ignorance don't realize that they're doing just that um, and they should really, their behaviour should never be about making the adult feel comfortable. The fact that the child is going to hug them makes them feel comfortable. Um, it should always be the child is number one. Um, yeah. That, you know, if the child doesn't feel like hugging, that's absolutely okay. If the child yeah. doesn't want to say something, that is also okay. It's not about good behavior, bad behavior. It's about the child's well-being. And and also, you know, parents should listen to their children. I mean, to spend quality time. Quality is above quantity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they should um, they should tell them that it, that the kids should feel safe about talking to them about anything, no yeah. matter what, if somebody tells them something that's bad or yeah. they threaten them in any way that, that nothing will happen to them if they tell their parents about this. And so when they do, do tell how, their parents, how do you, how do you, how do, how are parents meant to create that sense of trust with their children, especially if a child hasn't been expressing how they feel about something or what has happened. What, 
what can a parent say to their child? Um, what words? How how is it that they can actually start gaining that trust with the child? Because the child will stay silent for a long time. What what is it that a how is it that that parent can actually um, express something or the kinds of questions that can be asked of a child to get them to start saying what's been going on? Well, I think that, uh, you know, I, that to me, I would think that, you know, I don't know if you're talking about a parent didn't have a really good relationship with their child or whatever, but I think that they should sit down and talk to the parents and uh, talk to the children and not be judgmental mm -hmm. and tell them, you know, like if there's anything that, you know, I've ever said or done that I need to be forgiven by you to, to please talk to me because I'm willing to, to change because I love you. Yeah. That's and awesome. yeah. And, and make them feel like that, that you really care. Yeah. And you love them yeah. and tell them, tell them that they're beautiful. I mean, that, that, you know, I mean, instill that confidence that they're beautiful and that they don't have to go anywhere else to, to find the love or the um, attention. Um, and, and it's really good for both parents to do this um, yeah. and just ask questions without being hound, without hounding and making it sound like, you know they're drilling them or anything like that it's it's yeah. good to start early and yeah. you know you've got to make up your mind what's more important your life or your children's yeah. and hopefully people will say their children's life yeah because you know this can change their lives forever yeah it's just it's just an awful thing to um be ignorant about yeah it just yeah. is. You just, people cannot afford to do this, to be ignorant about it. They yeah. can't. I hear you, Lisa, and I, and I couldn't agree more. I think that what you said about these kinds of conversations, well, the earlier that we start them with our children, the better. And really, as long as, even when they're almost infants, if we give them attention rather than sharing our attention with things to do, give them 100% attention. Um, we don't have to say much in those days, but then as their comprehension starts to uh, develop, um, to start asking questions, to start yeah. showing them that we're 100% there, present with them, um, and then as they can start communicating themselves, the more mm -hmm. we communicate honestly with them, the more they will with us. Because, again, they're just following, following what they see. You know, how we behave, that's how they start to behave. Um, so the more honest we are with ourselves and then with them, the more honest they will be with us and patient. We've got to be very patient with the children as well. Yep, and, that, and that's what a lot of people don't have. I mean, I didn't always have patience with my kids and there's many mistakes that I made. But yeah. you know what? A lot of people don't realize their mistakes until after yeah. they've yeah. the kids have grown up. And I love yeah. what you're saying there about mistakes, um, mm -hmm. that the more we can admit and be humble about the fact that we've made many mistakes 
And if we admit them to our children, it gives them that sense that it's, it's okay, I, 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 I mucked up um, and, you know, mum's not going to be angry with me. Um, she's going to be thankful that I'm okay. Um, that's perfectly fine. Um, yep. I, I think those mistakes, in fact, are the very tool, the mechanism that will help transform the relationship perhaps. Yep, because child uh, children they they think they they don't realize that their parents you know know about life yeah. you know they think they know it all at that yes. time and they don't you know yes. and uh, as parents well we hope we know we try try the best that we can some parents don't and I feel really sorry for those kids yeah. um, but um, we just we just have to really try even if it just means that you spend a half an hour a day with them with yeah. undivided attention play yes. games with them yes. talk to them be honest if and tell them hey be honest with me did i have i done anything to upset you and if something if a child says well i i want to do this because my friend does this well let's sit down and talk about it yep okay and 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 be honest with them about what is out there yes. and that they have to realize this and try to find out as much about about their you know um yeah. the, you know how they're trying to get these kids so they yeah. will be aware and when somebody tries to do something like that on on the internet and they are approached on the street too and not yeah. just by adults but by other teens mm. that they have to know when the red flag goes up yeah exactly they have to they have to know. Yeah. And yeah, and I was just thinking also that, you know, as these people are trying to develop this relationship, which is, you know, they're trying to make it appear as if they love them, that they care for them. And also they're giving them something that their parents can't give them. And if the parents can appreciate that the more they can give all those things to their children in a natural and <clears throat> truly caring way, then there is far less likely chance of the um, child wanting to get it from anywhere else. Right. And even things yes. like, uh, you know, that sense of adventure because, you know, often these, these people are going to give them this rush somehow, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's from buying something or taking them on a trip or something. Parents also need to fill that side of things, how to create that sense of adventure for the children as well. Yep. I, my my uh, son and daughter-in-law with their four kids, the youngest is five, just turned five on Easter Sunday. I, and you probably, I don't know if you celebrate. We probably do. But anyway, um, the oldest is 11 and they go hiking and they bring them all that. kinds of places. They play games with them. Beautiful. Um, Love and, and they're homeschooled yeah. and, you know, and, and they are talked to about those things, you cool. know, um, in in ways that they can understand and it's not just monetary things it's it's also what you can give them in a relationship as well yes. because you can't just go out there and buy everything that oh. they want and expect that they're going to feel loved because you know what that is not what does it children children realize this more than you think they do yeah you know because you know i can give you a for instance now with my brother and his wife, and I remember them telling me about this when, when their three boys were younger, my parents had, had money and they were able to give them all kinds of nice things when their birthdays and Christmas and everything came around. But her parents didn't have any money at all. But 
they spent time with those kids. My parents didn't. And, and I remember her telling me that her boys loved their, uh, their, her parents more because they are the ones that spent time with them. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, yes. And I'm on reflection in my life. Uh, probably the times that I remember most are those times that we went together somewhere or we did things together um, where the, my parents spent time with us. And they were, those were special moments and probably built my character in many, many ways as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And, and, you know, when, when people, kids are trafficked too, and I'm gonna, I want to get this out, it changes their brain. Gotcha. It literally, yeah. scientifically changes their, their thought pattern. It changes, it, it actually uh, physically, physically and mentally changes their brain. Right. right. So when, if a child is, is abused and they get saved from it, they don't just, you can't just say, oh, well, they're away from it. They're fine now. no. It takes a lot of time. They need a lot of help. Some don't even think they need help. They are so, so brainwashed. They actually think that their, their pimps light love them, even though they're being beaten and starved and having to have sex with 25 men every freaking night. Okay. So Lisa, I just lost you there for a moment. I just lost you there for a moment. And you were, you were saying how um, once the child is taken away from the environment, um, they're not going to revert to how they are. They're changed. No. So what happens? They're, they're, they're changed. They're, their brains are physically and um, emotionally, mentally changed. Yeah. It, it's scientific. It actually does. And it takes a lot of time and resources to um to help them get back to uh yeah. you know normal but they will never be like they were before yeah they yeah. never will yeah and um so it's important that the parents don't let it get to that point as much as right. possible so spend that time with their child create worthwhile connections uh, listen to the yes. children spend 100 time um for even if it's half an uh oh, you're you're um cutting out. You're frozen. Okay. so that the child knows that they are no one else can interfere with that, uh, especially strangers, and um, so nothing else is going to be mattering more than the parents' love, not a stranger's love. Exactly, uh, and a lot of kids they they just want so desperately to be loved. They want to be noticed, even if they're really loved at home too. Um, yeah they might not be doing well in school and they might be teased to school, you know, and things can happen. And, and yeah, it's just, you know, you never know from child to child, but the thing is, is, you know, can we afford to take any chances? No, we can't. Mm. And, um, and like I said before, I don't know if this was when it, when it cut out or not, but um, kids say sometimes they don't want to be saved. They actually think that their trafficker really loves them. And it doesn't matter whether they're being beaten or starved or anything because they, you know, and they, and they go through this, this thing too. Once they, they know what this deal is, when they get the kid, they will do 
what they call trauma bonding. And trauma bonding is something, now I'll give you um, one story where a kid, a young teen was, was um, stripped naked and the weather was bad on, you know, behind a building tied to, you know, a, a train track, but not on the track and left there for, gosh, I don't remember how long, probably a couple of days. And then, um, and of course, they would keep an eye on them. And then they would go and save them and clothe them and, oh. you know, and then just start doing it. So now they're, they're, they're bonded to this guy yeah. or woman because it's not just men. They are bonded because this person, not even though this person put them there, the person also saved them. It's, 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 it's sick. Mentality. It's very, very sick. It yeah. really is. And they're tortured as well. They're not just, it's not just sexual. It's, it's also torturing. Yeah. 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 And I just, and, 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 you know, and people have asked me, how can you talk about this without crying? Mm. Well, it's because God, I believe that if God wants you to be his, his hands and his, his oh, eyes, and his mouth. Peace. Yeah. Then he's going to give you the strength to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only way I can describe it. And does it ever bother? Oh yes. Yeah. Do I ever not cry? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. But I just—it's uh, just one of those things. God just—you know—if you believe in God and and, um, and you're doing what He wants you to do, which I believe I am, um, that He's going to give you the strength to do it. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't yeah. do this if I'm crying. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Not helping anyone. Yeah, no. At that time, yeah, you need you need a certain amount of well, for understanding, um, also um, resilience to be able to continue continue fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. Um, so it's mm -hmm. pointless getting emotionally engrossed in it all um, and overwhelmed by it all. Um, yep. So I think what you're doing is really extraordinary and there are many people who would give up. Uh, and I know that you write posts as well on LinkedIn about this whole topic. And, you know, there are many people out there who, I don't know if they're ignoring it, but they're afraid to admit that it's happening perhaps. Um, yep. And they don't well, like won't happen to my kid. that <laughs> you talk about, why are you talking about such a terrible terrible topic well I think it's because it's so terrible that it needs to be talked about if it's not talked about then nothing will ever be done absolutely nothing yeah I mean even if I touched even if I helped one person while yes. talking to you one person that that took notice to this yes and oh my gosh you know and and do something well mm -hmm. what if I didn't say anything and yeah. and how many people are out there doing this a yeah. lot totally agree so, you know, it's, just, it's, it's very important. Yeah. Awareness is the first step yeah. and one of the most important steps. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Lisa, it's been great um, hearing your, your perspective on what's been happening. Uh, I've learned some new things, um, gained a lot more uh, clarity around what's, what's happening as well, which is fantastic. Um, probably and I'll let you have your a final say in just a minute. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about um, um, probably the most important aspects around this is 
between the parents and the child or the carers and their children, um, the, the importance of really making sure that we are connected with the young ones uh, on a level where they feel that they can trust us, come to us if there is any question, any doubt, any concerns in their lives, whether it's them being bullied or approached by strangers, just this whole thing of really giving 100% attention to that child, not just the allot allotted time for the child, but if a child approaches, be fully present to that child so that they feel, yeah, my, my parent or my carer is giving me that attention. I don't need to get it from anywhere else. And, right. you know, and, and this whole thing of, you know, parents being aware about what's going on on social media, having those com important conversations around social media as well, the chat groups, et cetera, what goes on there so that the children too become yep. a little bit more informed. They don't have to know the nitty gritties. They just need to know that there are bad people out there that are going to try to use them. And, um, and if, 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 if parents are going to give them what they need, they won't, they won't be drawn to those other people out there. So, Lisa, what, what final words do you have that you would like to share here? And I'd love for you to share any websites as well. That, That's what I want to say. And I'll include them also in the podcast in the text so people can click on it as well. Okay. Um, there's an international, well, a couple of international um, organizations that are absolutely great. Sharedhope.org. Um, is really good. They're international. Okay. So and that's share or shared? S H A R. Shared. It's E D at the end. Shared hope. Shared.org. Beautiful. And they have um, uh, all kinds of uh, webinars that anyone can join. You know, all you got to do is write to them and tell them you would like to be on their mailing list. And they, you, there is so much information. It's gotcha. unbelievable. Awesome. awesome. And it's great. And you can learn a lot. And also Love 146 is also an international. Okay. And um, in the United States, uh, there's. The love 146 dot org. Org. Yes, sorry about that. Okay. And then, of course, in the U.S., um, here is um, the un the underground ct.org. Okay. And yep. what is it? What goes on there? Uh, at, at CT at the Connecticut yeah, one. The, this. Well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They love underground. The underground. Yes, they 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 um, support different organizations. The, um, there is a. Um, house for for um, you know women over eighteen um, that are that have been rescued um, that live at this house and I'm not even going to say where it is I can't mm -hmm. and um, they're getting the care that they need um, yeah. and there'll never be enough of those yeah and they they support you know all kinds of things mm -hmm. all all kinds of things to help victims and create awareness and you know and stuff like that so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm in that, but I'm not like going to all the meetings and stuff like that. You know, I'm not in the nitty gritty. Um, I am part of it, but just on the level of doing these podcasts, yeah, um, awareness. spreading awareness yeah. and, uh, you know, just doing what I can. Good, good. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's important that and there are people like yourself. Yep. And people sometimes think, well, I can't do much but 
you know what? Every little bit helps. And if you do nothing, that's, that's worse than, than doing very little. Yeah, true. So, you know, it's, it, you know, yes, these organizations need money. And I do, I have also done um, um, fundraisers and uh, I did one, a very good one. <laughs> I raised quite a bit of money um, in mm-hmm. October. Yeah. And, um, but there's all kinds of other things you can do too. Nice. That's great to hear. Yep. Lisa, thank you so, so very much. I really do appreciate the time that you've given and um, sharing sharing your message to the world and uh, all the work that you do. Good on you. Keep going. Keep it at, keep at it. And, um, yeah, I look forward to speaking again very, very soon. Okay. Thank you again.